Welcome to Minds on Manufacturing, brought to you by MC Machinery Systems, where experts in manufacturing discuss insights, ideas, and solutions. Welcome to Minds on Manufacturing. I'm Mary Bopp, Marketing Coordinator at MC Machinery. In this episode, we're talking with EDM expert Trent Langelier about how to maximize wire EDM performance and productivity by using the right technology. Welcome, Trent. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Mary. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so let's just start with the basics. Can you explain the EDM cutting process? Basically, the EDM is an electrical discharge machine. The wire EDM uses a brass wire that's going to be strung vertically between two heads. Current will be applied, and uh, basically the machine, as it moves through the material, the, the wire will erode the material as it goes through. The workpiece is going to be clamped to the table, suspended out into the work area. It's also going to be submerged in a dielectric or non-conducting water. Also, during machining, there'll be high-pressure flushing that will actually flush out the machine material as it moves through. Generally, uh, EDM process is very highly accurate. The uh, machine can essentially cut any type of material as long as it conducts electricity. Some of the advantages as well, basically material hardness doesn't matter. The machine can cut hardened tool steel, also carbide, um, with no problems. So with the EDM cutting process, like you explained, I guess what are the largest and smallest parts that EDM can cut and what you've seen since you've been here? Well, we've cut steel up to actually 32 inch thick on the uh, larger end of the spectrum. Some of the parts down south, I mean, they do some parts for like oil rigging and things, and some of that stuff is extremely large. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, some of the medical parts we've probably done are um, extremely small. We've used 2000s wire and even less than that going down to 30 micron and even 20 micron wire to cut some of these parts. Um, and some of them are so small that you can't really even see the detail with the naked eye. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I've seen some down downstairs and some pictures and things in our showroom of really, really small parts. <laughs> right. Okay. So I guess kind of follow up with that. On the bigger parts, what, like, you know, the 32 inch thick one, how long would that take to even cut, do you think? Depends on how, how far you're going, I guess, as far as uh, how, uh, how much linear length you have to cut, but um, significantly slower, of course, than right. uh, cutting something thinner. I mean, the more the thicker the material, the more material you have to move as it's burning. So, I mean, uh, as I say, and you get into very thick material, it can take a very long time. So patience is key sometimes. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned like oil rigging and stuff like that, but I guess what are the most common industries that you've seen um, that use our EDM machines? The wire EDM is going to be used in a pretty wide variety of industries and applications. Basically, the uh, tool and die industry, uh, the molding industry, uh, medical industry, aerospace industry. Like I say, pretty pretty wide range. I'd say the EDM is probably most commonly used for cutting tooling, but um, I've seen countless other applications that uh, companies use for them. So... With referring back to tool and die, um, I guess, you know, we can say dies, punches, punch holders, form tools. In the mold industry, generally wire machines are used for cutting like ejector pen holes and core pen holes. So like the uh, ejector pen holes for say, I mean, when the, the mold will open, the ejectors will eject the part out. So in the uh, medical industry, 
I mean, general and surgical tools we've cut, sometimes even parts that are going to be implanted in the body. In the uh, aerospace industry, I mean, general parts for aircraft, I mean, components of turbine engines, uh, you name it. So, like I say, very wide range, wide variety of parts. Yeah, that's very cool. I was going to say, it's very broad, but it's like you and I are kind of discussing before that it affects a lot of different industries and things that we wouldn't even think of people use it for. Right. Taking a quick little turn here, I guess. Um, so for Mitsubishi EDM specifically, what are the different types of cutting technology that we use? So NC Machinery is uh, about since 1992, dedicated the time and effort to actually develop um, a technology database for every wire EDM machine model for the United States market. This has kind of provided customers with a usable out-of-the-box cutting technology for a variety of different setup conditions. The uh, development process of doing this has also provided um, us as application engineers with a large amount of experience in knowing the inner workings of the power supply. This has also kind of helped us provide assistance to customers on setting adjustments in more uncommon situations, uh, maybe such as um, machining exotic or combinations of materials, very large parts, like parts taller than 12 inches, uh, maybe very thin material, parts maybe less than 50 thousandths, also maybe uh, very steep taper angles for, you know, say like extrusion dies, things like that, um, where the angles can get, you know, plus 30 degrees, different varieties of settings and such, though, setups. The current technology database for the MV series, uh, YADM, focuses on four priorities. So we have a standard technology, speed priority technology, um, accuracy technology, and then also a heads away technology. All of these conditions have been physically tested and proven out here in the uh, showroom in Elk Grove Village. And uh, we've dedicated uh, over two years of work into that process. We also continue to add to this database over time. So we've uh, continued to add you know, additional um, settings to it as we've gone. So going into the different uh, talking and punch and die clearance, probably around uh, two tenths and greater. Your wall straightness that you can expect is gonna be excellent. Um, inside and outside corner radius accuracy will also be very good. Standard technology is uh, gonna actually provide a very good balance between machining time and accuracy while also achieving excellent surface finishes. It's basically gonna be a good mid-range technology, just you know, general purpose. The standard technology was also developed with seal flushing. So seal flushing, we're talking the uh, upper and lower head, basically uh, is going to have an eight thousandths gap between the uh, flush cup and the material. And then uh, we've, you know, basically that's uh, going to be developed around that. So moving on, uh, going into the speed technology. So the uh, the different uh, priorities. I'd say people don't use them quite as much. It seems like a lot of times people just kind of use standard for anything and everything. Um, either they don't kind of research or don't really know that they exist. But um, going on, the speed technology was uh, developed uh, specifically for the tool and die industry with uh, machining time kind of as a priority. The speed technology is going to be used with parts generally for um, a little bit larger clearances, uh, generous radius size and simple contours, okay? Um, if we got very um, intricate detail, things like that, generally speed technology is not gonna be the best choice. Generally, uh, as far as the punch to die clearance, uh, we're looking at probably a half out, somewhere around there. 
Wall straightness is still going to be very good. The inside outside corner ac radius accuracy shouldn't be critical. Using this technology, the advantage is um, you can achieve a much better surface finish with less passes and less machining time over the uh, standard technology. In the tool and die industry, you know, better surface finish is going to equate to uh, less wear and then also a longer tool life. The speed technology was also developed using a ground workpiece and also sealed flushing, so same as standard. Moving on to the uh, accuracy technology. The accuracy technology is going to be used in situations where best accuracy is needed. This is going to be parts with uh, very complex geometry, so small radiuses with uh, included angles. So basically like uh, angles less than 90 degrees, um, so talking, you know, 45 degrees, 30 degrees, where you're going into a sharp point or forming a sharp point. Also, uh, small radii held over very tall parts, extremely tight clearances, etc. Basically, we're talking about a uh, punch to die clearance with accuracy technology. If you need clearance of uh, a tenth or less, um, this is going to generally be the uh, technology you'd want to use. The uh, wall straightness and uh, inside and outside corner radius accuracy is going to be best possible. Surface finish achievable is going to be actually the same as standard technology. The main difference with the accuracy technology is it's going to use an extra skim pass um, along with a few other modifications to provide that best possible accuracy. The uh, machining time will be increased a little bit over standard technology using the accuracy technology. So basically, if uh, you don't need to use it, then um, there's not really, uh, you know, you shouldn't really use it unless it's absolutely needed, I guess, per se. The accuracy technology was also uh, developed using a ground workpiece with seal flushing. Now, the last priority of technology we have is the heads away technology. So um, basically, this technology was developed with the mold industry in mind, um, and it's going to be used in situations when seal flushing is not achievable, which is very common doing mold work. Generally, the wire EDM, as I say, kind of stated before, it's going to be used for cutting ejector pen holes, core pen holes. These are typically deep in the mold cavity um, where the workpiece thickness is actually going to be inconsistent. It's going to change. The uh, Mitsubishi wire EDM actually has a system called PowerMaster, which we use during the rough cut with this technology. What PowerMaster does is it actually allows the machine to sense changes in thickness in the workpiece and then automatically comp the EPAC settings on the fly as it burns. And this is going to achieve optimum cutting without breaking the wire. When the heads are away from the workpiece, basically you have that decreased flushing. So usually you have to cut a little bit slower during the rough cut. Also, when the heads are away from the workpiece, the wire is going to have a um, tendency to actually have a little bit of flex in it. The more distance from the, uh, the heads are from the workpiece, the greater the spread between the heads, the more flex that's going to be. Sometimes if the uh, settings aren't actually set right, this can cause like a concave or convex shape on the walls of the part. So more or less, you'd get like an hourglass or a barrel shape. This can also cause the size to be off a little bit as well. The heads away technology was developed basically with the upper and lower heads about one to two inches away from the material. And it was optimized to provide good part straightness and accuracy even with these conditions. With the heads away technology, you can expect the wall straightness and the inside and outside corner radius accuracy to be excellent. The uh, machining time will be increased a little bit using this technology. As I kind of stated before, um, generally when the heads are away and the flushing is decreased, we have to uh, run a little bit slower to still maintain that straightness and accuracy. All right. There's a lot of options, but basically what it breaks down to is if you need to be extremely precise, 
every single time you're going to do the accuracy one and you recommend the standard for most people. And that's kind of like the common one that you see people it, gravitate towards. Correct. Um, it, it all depends on the, uh, on the user setup um, and, you know, what their tolerances are for their print, what the surface finish needs to be and so on. So, um, but the main part thing that we want to, you know, we want to get this information out there so uh, customers know that these other technologies exist. Right, exactly. So I guess um, moving on from that, what are some things that you tell customers, whether brand new or returning, um, things to avoid when selecting their EDM technology? Kind of going back to the heads away technology, when the customers set up, basically they can't get sealed flushing on the part. A lot of times, as I was saying, we see them using standard technology or a different different type. Usually, like I say, I, I try to steer people to use the heads away technology in this situation because they don't have to make any changes or modifications at all. It's just going to give them a good part right out of the box um, because the uh, modifications have already been done so that they can still get good straightness and accuracy uh, even with that bad setup. The other thing I see sometimes is people using the actually tech um, kind of when it's not needed. As far as cutting, you know, a simple shape like a square or a circle or things like that, the accuracy tech's not going to be needed. You know, it's mainly for, like I was saying, stuff with very complex geometry, you know, the included angles, small radii all over, you know, very long, tall parts, uh, uh, tall distances, basically, and such. And as I say, the accuracy tech is going to take a little bit more time than the standard tech, so it's not really um, a good idea to use it unless you absolutely need to use it. The other thing uh, sometimes people will do uh, with the accuracy tech, sometimes they will run it and stop short. Basically, uh, what they'll do is they'll just run, you know, maybe the tolerance isn't terribly uh, tight, so they'll just run like a rough and one skim um, instead of, you know, running it all the way through, you know, max amount of passes. If that's the case, then um, the accuracy isn't really going to be any better than the standard, per se, just because, you know, you'll have to run at least down to your fine fine finish passes before you'll really see the benefit of using accuracy technology. Sometimes people kind of look at it and say, oh, accuracy tech, well, it's going to be more accurate. But, um, you know, unless you do, you know, a decent, like I said, down to the uh, fine surface passes, you won't really see the benefit um, of using it. Another thing... Uh, just with the speed technology, as we were just kind of talking about simple shapes and such like that, the speed technology can be really useful. You know, sometimes, as I say, uh, they'll, you know, the tolerance isn't terribly tight and people still use standard. Maybe they'll only do, you know, a rough and a couple skims. You know, using the speed technology, they'll be able to decrease their cycle time and then also achieve a better surface finish with less passes. So um, this is something that, you know, people can definitely use for their benefit. Okay, thank you for sharing that. Um, so I think the final question we might be having, unless others pop up, what are the best ways to improve rough cut speeds? Okay, so um, basically uh, for rough cutting speed, the best thing that an operator can do is try to seal off. So basically get the upper and lower head to that 8,000th optimum gap. The better flushing that you have during uh, machining is, you know, is going to dictate how fast you can burn, how stable you're going to be. You know, flushing is everything on an EDM. Okay, um, basically, once you seal off, um, the flushing really has nowhere to go other than in the gap. When the heads are away, the water just, you know, hits the top of the part and then escapes out the sides. 
so it doesn't really get in the gap. So the gap loads up and then, you know, either you got to run a little bit slower or, you know, you'll start having contact or wire breakage. Flushing is, is, is definitely the key thing to improve your rough cutting speed. Now, in a situation where maybe you can't get sealed off, maybe the part's not uh, perfectly flat or so on, um, even if you can get the upper head, let's say, at 100 thousandths away from the top of the workpiece instead of, you know, let's say an inch or two inches, it's, it's going to definitely be better to do that. Uh, that would be the most key thing, I would say, as far as increasing rough cut speed. The other thing that can be done, there are coated wires uh, that can handle a little bit more power than uh, just standard brass wire. Using these during roughing, you will see a speed increase. Depending on the uh, coated wire, we've seen as much as a 20% increase in, in rough cutting speed. You know, using that, you can a lot of times see, you know, 10, 20% uh, speed boost on the rough cut. The uh, coated wire is, you know, a little bit more expensive than the uh, straight brass, though. So um, I guess it would have to be weighing the benefits, whether the speed boost is worth the extra cost in wire. Well, thank you for diving into all the nitty gritty of EDM and its technology. I guess my last question for you is um, how did you like, how did you get here? How is your path to becoming on the EDM team at, you know, MC Machinery? Uh, well, honestly, I kind of fell into it a little bit. Uh, um, I started here in uh, 2006, got into the installation department. So I went to school at DeVry before that there. And then I had a, a headhunter for Mitsubishi actually get a contact me. I interviewed with them and then I interviewed with uh, my uh, boss there in installation. Uh, got hired on from there. Uh, when I worked in installation, I was doing more um, machine setup, testing, and then uh, doing some initial training with the customer. I did that for uh, about five and a half years, and then I moved into the training department. So um, I was more or less teaching classes, um, going and doing on-site training. And I did that for about four and a half years traveling as well. And then I moved into the uh, applications department. I've been doing that since. So um, I hit uh, 15 years this month. So Well, happy anniversary. Work <laughs> anniversary. <Thank> <laughs> Very cool. Well, that's very impressive and obviously you know what you're talking about so i just want to thank you again for taking the time to talk with us and you know inform all of our listeners on our edm technology here yeah it was it was uh, a joy doing it all right well thank you trent for sharing this valuable information thank you for listening to minds and manufacturing from mc machinery Please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And if there's something you want to learn about an upcoming episode, email us at info at mcmachinery.com. Be sure to subscribe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Minds on Manufacturing. Minds on Manufacturing is brought to you by MC Machinery Systems, bringing you experts in manufacturing to help you grow in knowledge, vision, and insight. Visit us on our website at mcmachinery.com or visit us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can also send us an email at info at mcmachinery.com.